Oh, no, it's afternoon but, now. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but when people hear um, this, it'll probably be the morning. Well, they might not. But it's the afternoon now. As you can tell, we're very low energy. Very, very low energy. We're very tired. We're very sleepy. Um, Grace did a night shift and I'm just... I'm just me. Yeah, I watched watch Night Shift and Lydia is just a permanently exhausted pigeon. Pretty much, yeah. They say. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm Grace and that's Lydia, so you know that now. Hello. We're everything with the girls. Again, I'm back on the squeaky chair. She's back on the squeaky chair. Welcome back. It's good to can hear, you hear it. Yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> Sorry. So today we're talking about the Ding family murder, which I know when you hear it, you think, is that something from Emmerdale? But no, it's not. It's real life. <laughs> Isn't that Dingle? Dingle, yeah, it is probably. But when I read it, I think Ding, I think, oh, I just think about farmers, but actually they're not. Yeah. Um, I actually, when I was researching this case, I really, I really like researching these kind of cases because they're gruesome, but they're like, you've never heard of them before. Yeah. Because I like doing Jeffrey Dahmer and Ted Bundy, but it's kind of drains my mental health having to listen to Jeffrey Dahmer, especially when he made them into like sex zombies. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a short one this week. It is going to be a short one because it's interesting, but there's not much to it. Um, Yeah. That's all. That's probably the only downside with like sort of unknown cases is that there's because they're unknown for a reason like there's not much information on them so yeah. as much as we want to do as much as possible we gotta work with what we can find well what yeah. grace can find because i didn't research this week i've been I'm, lacking on the research yeah and i mean i'd love to do bigger cases like jeffrey Dahmer and i mean even like madeline, well, madeline can that would be overwhelming but like the bigger cases they take weeks to read about yeah. and then weeks to record yeah, people would dedicate a whole season yeah. to these cases. It's very like, they do a whole podcast season, yeah. And I haven't got that attention span either. Like, yeah, there's also only so many times I can hear that like somebody was sodomized or mutilated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I need yeah. to go away and listen to like something happen. <laughs> I need to go Maybe and this watch is why I haven't been sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Also, yeah. I've just started watching The Night Stalker. I think it's about Richard Ramirez, but I actually ha- I just turned it, it on. Because he was The Night Stalker. It is. I've, yeah, I've only watched the first episode because I'm going to download all the episodes for when I'm in hospital next week. Yeah. And just watch them while I'm like, because obviously you've got to turn up for a certain time, but my operation might not be till the, the evening. So I'm going to need something to yeah, pass the time away. Like. Yeah. So that's my plan because I can just focus on it then as well. I hate watching documentaries and you can't really focus on them. I know, and that's like when I like when I'm doing night shifts, I'm trying. I try to watch them because you're so tired, you kind of can't really appreciate them. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Or you're always on your phone or something like that. Like. Yeah. So, let's get into this week's case, shall we? Yes. Um. Yeah. Like Lydia said, it's probably going to be a short one, but it's an interesting one. Trust me. So. The Ding family were of Chinese descent, even though I thought they were from Emmerdale. They're not. They're Chinese. So, Can I just say, though, being from Chinese descent, you know I'm going to butcher names, so I apologise yeah. in advance. Well, I'm going to go ahead and introduce everyone quickly now, so okay. you might, but, I mean, we're going to forgive. So there is Professor Jifeng, also known as Jeff Ding, his wife Helen Chu, 
I think. And their two daughters, Zing, age 18, and Alice, age 12. I don't know why. <laughs> Alice is called Alice, but okay. <laughs> um, so Alice and Xing were talented musicians. Xing had excelled in school and had also, has now been awarded um, a posthumous A-star grade in A-levels, chemistry, classic Latin, mathematics, and biology. So she is one smart cookie. I could barely get a C in school. <laughs> I know, classic Latin. Jesus. I think I got an E in French. (laughs) (laughs) I got a U in geography. I don't even know where the fuck. I don't don't know where London is. I could not tell you. So they died in part of the redeveloped Royal Pioneers Crops Simpson Barracks in Witten, which is a suburb in Northampton, just over two miles from the town centre of Northampton. Mm -hmm. Northamptonshire police named An Jiang Du. And Zhang being his first name and Du being his surname. So we're just going to refer to him as Du. Du Du. Okay. We could refer to him as Du Du because he's, he's a bad person, but I mean, that's your truth. Okay. Um, a businessman from Coventry who had been involved in a legal dispute with the Ding family. So he's a prime suspect in the murder. That's like a... That's not just like a um, like a business dispute murder, though. If that was the case, why didn't he just go for the dad? Okay, hun, you're asking all the right questions. I'm doing it again, aren't I? You're asking all the right questions. (laughs) Are we going to get into them? Sorry, I'm doing it again. I need to stop jumping the gun. Do had apparently read the script. (laughs) Do had apparently fled the murder scene in the Ding's rented car, smart, driven to Mm -hmm. London, and eventually ended up in Morocco, because Morocco is where you're going to go, prompting a worldwide manhunt. So I'm not sure how I've never heard of this. Yeah. So he lived in a partially built block of flats for 14 months in Morocco before he was captured and extradited to the UK. But what actually happened to the Dean family? At 10.44am on the 29th of April 2011, An Du boarded a train from Coventry to Birmingham carrying a knife and his passport after leaving his family a farewell note. He boarded another train from Birmingham and travelled to Northampton. From Northampton Town Centre, Du travelled by bus to Wotton, arriving there around 1.35pm. Du killed the Ding family around two hours later, around 3.30pm. Can I just say, 3.30 in April, that's broad daylight. You do not care about getting caught, do you? Well, yeah. I mean, it's in their home. I guess when you yeah, but still like stuff, yeah. One of the daughter's friends could come round, or do you know what I mean? Like the postman could come round. Like, okay, back to it. The murders took place at the Ding's house, and do stabbed Jeff and Helen Ding to death in their kitchen before going upstairs to find the two girls in a bedroom. Do stabbed Jeff twenty three times, Helen thirteen times, Zing eleven times, and Alice four times. During the attacks, a 999 call during which the screams of both the guys could be heard was made by Alice from her mobile. Smart cookie. Mm. The call was mishandled by police, which sent officers to a different address. The call was considered closed when nothing was found there. <laughs> Sorry, that's just fucking horrendous. Do stole the family's car at around 9.43pm that evening and he stopped at service on the M1 motorway where he bought a map of Northamptonshire 
So he was there for six hours before he left. In the house? Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I don't know how far away the ser- the M1 motorway service stations are, but he stopped there at 9.30. So he's probably at their house for a good, yeah, good couple of hours. Yeah. Doing like, what? We don't know. God. Okay. He tried to call upon another former business partner who lived in the country, but he wasn't at home at the time. From there, Dude drove to London. He left the car at St. John's Wood, where it remained for 11 days, accruing nine parking tickets. <laughs> I don't get that. If you're, if you If you're a ticket person and you see a car with a ticket on it, why are you putting another one on there? Because it, the first ticket will only be from a certain time to a certain time. You know what, what I mean? Would you not call the police and be like, yo, someone's ditched this car there? Well, they, yeah, they probably then found that. But, but only after nine tickets. Uh-huh. Is that the limit? Yeah, but traffic wardens just want to get the tickets on there. They, they want to charge as <laughs> much dad, as possible. My dad always says if he if he got a different job, it would be to be a ticket man because he loves just, like, ruining people's day. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing <laughs> I mean, I can get what he means, but I'd also be scared of being beaten up all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. On the 30th of April, Do bought a one-way ticket to Paris using his own passport. Sometime that day, his wife reported him missing. On the 1st of May at 8am, police called the Ding's house looking for Do, but left when nobody answered the door. I mean... I mean, they do that, how long they? Been? You see that all the time. Yeah. When they're like, oh, we can't break in because there's no actual reason to. But if that's a few days without no- anyone knowing whether, like, anyone's home, mm. if you're in the kitchen, you can probably look through a window. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm sure things are mislaid. And... Unless he's moved them and hidden them, I don't actually know what he did. Yeah. Yeah, if he was there for a few hours, he's probably done all sorts. But they wouldn't have to wait much longer to find you and the Ding's bodies as they were discovered by a neighbour later that day. Du travelled through France and Spain and took a ferry to Tangier in Morocco. I mean, God, planes, trains and automobiles or what? (laughs) (laughs) He's getting the most out of that rail card, I tell you that. He's thought about this, yeah. He's like, "Mm, my rail card expires in a month, I better kill someone and travel to Morocco. Let's get an interrail (laughs) ticket, yeah. He carried on travelling towards the border of Algeria, where he was arrested as a suspected illegal immigrant. Moroccan police released him because they could not determine his identity and were unaware that he was wanted in the UK. Again, very, very close. Well, can you imagine how scared you'd be if you got stopped by the police and you know you're wanted in the UK, but they're actually just stopping you because they think you're an immigrant? I know. Ah! I know. I know. Also, another classic example of police forces not communicating with each other is this. Yeah. To be fair, though, like, the police in the UK had no, at that moment that they found them, they probably hadn't connected Mm. that he was a suspect yet. Well, he was wanted in the UK, but I guess you don't make that, like, global because then... Yeah, it's not initial. Because then he knows he's wanted. Yeah, because they have to have, like... They have to have reason to believe and evidence to believe that he's left the country in order for them mm. to contact Interpol. 
Looking for a new hobby in lockdown? That's how we started. Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive and fun way to get your voice heard online, but it can feel overwhelming if you don't know where to begin. That's where Buzzsprout comes in. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listened in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts within minutes of finishing your recording. Buzzsprout has loads of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how other people are listening and tools to help promote your episodes. Podcasting isn't hard. I mean, we can do it so anyone can. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Click the link in the show notes to let Buzzsprout know we sent you and you can get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan. And plus, it helps support our show. But for now, let's get back to the episode. Do remains in Morocco for 14 days after this and in mid-2012, Northamptonshire police announced that they believed he was in that country and they were actively searching for him. A photograph of Du was printed in a local newspaper and a construction worker recognised him. A man believed to be Du was found living in a, partic- in a partially built block of flats where he slept on a makeshift bed and cooked food on a small gas-powered stove. I mean, not the worst life. No. He was arrested on the 7th of July 2012. Police officers visited Madrid and believed their inquiries there played a significant part in the suspect's apprehension. Officers made a formal application for extradition with the Home Office, although there was no formal extradition arrangement with Morocco. On the 10th of July 2012, it was confirmed that the man arrested was prime suspect An Xiang Du. On the 20th of February 2013, Du was extradited to the UK with the approval of the Moroccan Ministry of Justice, working with the British Home Office. On July 18th, 2013, Du appeared at Northampton Crown Court but only spoke to confirm his name. No plea could be heard at the hearing as tests were still being conducted. He was expected to appear before the court again on the 17th of October, but this was postponed again until the 4th of November where Du denied four counts of murder. How are you fleeing to Morocco and then denying that you did I was literally just thinking that, like, if you're not guilty, why are you going, not even just going to Morocco, but going through two other countries first? Maybe he just wanted a holiday. Holiday! Yeah, like, you're just backpacking. Like... Um, the trial started on the 12th of November 2013. The jury was sent out to consider its verdicts, and on the 24th, 7th of November, they turned. They returned to court and found Du guilty of the murder of the four members of the Ding family. Du was sentenced to life imprisonment with a minimum term of 40 years. Du was convicted at the age of 54, so it's probably more than likely he's going to die in prison. Unless he's going to get out at the age of 94. Mm. I mean, I w- I'd like to know like why they, other than the grievance like the business stuff with the dad and him what other evidence they found at the house to say that it was him oh yeah I but I, I bet there was loads of like physical evidence yeah but like if he spent that long in the house yeah surely he's like common sense would say he's like trying to clean up as best as he can yeah maybe. you know what I mean my initial question of this case is 
why would he kill a whole family if it's just a business grievance, right? Mm-hmm. So let's get into it, because, but I'm pretty sure it still won't make any sense. Like, no, I mean, it's still not going to make any logical sense. Yeah, like nothing is justified when you kill anyone, but especially a whole family. But anyway, let's get into it. An Jiangdu was a businessman who had run a Chinese herbal remedy shop in Birmingham with the Dings, so his partners with them. Mm-hmm. Since 1999, he and his wife had been engaged in a 10-year legal dispute with the Dings after their partnership had failed. Du was facing court bills of £88,000, and according to findings, Du showed up to the Ding family home in order to demand money from Jeff Ding, and when he refused, he stabbed the entire family to death in a frenzied attack. According to Du himself, he went crazy, quotes, when his former business partner laughed in his face on hearing his demands. I mean... I mean, I wouldn't go crazy and stab a half family, but when people laugh in your face, that does fucking enrage me. Yeah, but, like, no, I, I fully understand that it's so frustrating and stuff, but, like, it might not be actual laughing, but, like, it's, you know, like people, like, do it in astonishment, like, how the fuck have you just asked me that? Like, it's like, what? <laughs> like, I know, that fucking enrages me. But if he's... But the thing is, if he's taken a knife there, he's already had the intent that if they're not going to give him the money, he's going to do something about it. It's not like it was a frenzied attack, so he just picked up the knife and just did it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it's like when someone tells me to calm down, though, I do feel like stabbing them in the face. Mm. That's what I mean, though. So he's willing, he's like knowingly taken a weapon there. Mm. Like, yeah. why? what possible reason would yeah. you have to take it? Well, that's what I said. He it's said not like they were in the kitchen, and he just picked up. Like, the... um, he tried to like kind of justify it, but you've you've then gone up and killed two innocent girls. Yeah, which kind of lessens the argument that you had any any reasoning or any argument that you have. Yeah, like you wrote a farewell note to your wife before it you left the house. That day. I think that's might probably why I got such a massive sentence as well, because it kind of changes it from like almost a crime of passion to like you just went and murdered yeah. the entire family for no reason. Yeah, yeah. So you're just a piece of shit. There's no two ways about it. Basically, babe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's, nice. a, it's a very short one. I mean, it's less than. 30 minutes long at the moment so yeah, probably like 20 minutes 25 minutes long so but sometimes you need a bit of a refresher one yeah because i'm sure there are times when we're gonna have to do two parters and things like that because mm. it's gonna be too long That's true. but yeah so i am currently researching the murder of kellyanne bates ah. which it's a bit like this one there isn't much on it but it's very very gruesome there's a list of her injuries and they are not for the faint-hearted um i just let me find it i just listened to one on red handed yesterday and Mm. holy guacamole it was good the kansas city butcher robert bardella yeah holy moly we need to do that one because that was really interesting yeah, add to just add to the list of what they what you find interesting because there are some that I look back on now. I'm like, eh, that's not really that interesting. But that one's really interesting. So we should do that one. Um, but yeah, if you're enjoying this, can you let us know? Because I feel like I want to do more with the podcast, but I don't know what more to do. You know? 
What do you mean do more? Like make a Patreon or like get our following up. Oh, but yeah. like I don't know how to do something. Well, well, we've had overall over 800 downloads. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. And that's what? And that can't eight just months? be some. No. No, it's not. <laughs> so maybe when we get to over a thousand downloads, I don't know. See yeah. how you feel. Sounds good. Um, but we could always um, keep pra- Patreon for like the bigger cases. So like Madeline McCann and Defrey ja- um, Defrey, Jeffrey Dahmer, those ones. Yeah. So maybe that's what we could do. Like. But yeah, let us know what you think. Yes. So as always, you can find us on Amazon and Spotify. Um, we are also we are on Instagram at Everything with the Girls Pods. Um, so head over there because we put little weekly updates about what we're posting about, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, if you mm-hmm. like us, leave us a review and make sure you listen to the other podcasts because there's a few now. We've put quite yeah. a few on now. This is the, I mean, we're bulk recording, well, we're pre-recording, aren't we? So I don't know what episode this will be, but we've got over 20 now. Yeah. So there's a lot for you to go and listen to, so go do it. Uh, That's it. (laughs) Yeah, that is it. And we'll see you next week. Well, we won't see you, but we'll we'll, we'll have a chat. You'll hear us. Yeah, you'll hear us, yeah. Right. So we'll see you next week. All right. Ta-ra. Bye.